Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Crowning Moment Podcast, Unfiltered. And I know you may have read today's headline topic of recovering from pageantry, and that may sound a little scary, but I've kind of broken down five things I'm starting to notice over the past few weeks. These are all personal things, no one else's fault, literally just a a KC problem that I wanted to kind of bring to light. And I feel like this may help other girls out there by just having someone say it and kind of validate the feelings. So I want to get into a little bit of what life has looked like after finishing competing and knowing that I do not want to step up on a stage in a gown and heels and do the whole competition side of pageantry again. So let's get into today's episode talking about recovering from pageantry. All right, so I have been someone that is very particular and I wouldn't say a perfectionist because I, in my eye, do not believe that anyone is perfect except for um, God, our Savior, (laughs) but I am someone who is very particular when it comes to myself. I am very critical of myself and that's just something growing up that I was instilled with of just you know, just, I guess, family morals, really, and it's no one's fault, but I take it to a whole new level, and after not being in pageantry, I'm starting to realize things that I do aren't normal, and a few, I wrote down about five things that I just kind of wanted to go over today and talk about that I feel like normal people that don't do pageantry don't look at it this way or don't see it this way. I know that people out there have body dysmorphia and almost like imposter syndrome. And I would like to say that's where I'm at. I have this weird imposter syndrome because I just never felt like for the past 19 years, it was okay to just be Casey. And about a year ago, I had someone really close to me tell me like, it's okay to just be Casey. If you want to just be Casey, that is perfectly fine. There is nothing in this world stopping you from just being Casey and you don't need a title. You don't need some grand gesture or, you know, grand crown to be, you know, just be you. And that's something that I think I've always struggled with of, I never had a lot of friends. I never really have known what my aesthetic is or my personality like to a T is I've always had this well, I know who I'm supposed to be when I'm on. And when I'm off, I'm just kind of in my own little nothing box. I don't really do much. I don't really hang out with people. I don't I do not do a lot. So I've been really struggling with the idea of who I am for basically my whole life. So it's one of those things of I'm still trying to figure that out. And with having that imposter syndrome, it's like waking up in the morning and being like, what is this life I'm living And it's not that I'm ungrateful. That's the thing that I want to make sure we get across here is that I am not ungrateful for anything I have. But since walking the Camino, which those who may not know, I walked a pilgrimage in May and June. It was around 15 to 18 days long. And I walked 257 kilometers, so roughly like 150 miles. I just had to give you the stats on it because I'm so shocked I even walked that far. However, during that, there was a lot of 
quiet. There was a lot of nothingness, a lot of just time to really do some inner reflecting. And it's now starting to work into my system of like what that really looked like and what I got from that experience, because it truly was a journey, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually. And so now I'm starting to kind of open up that box since I've been so busy. As soon as I got back, I didn't have time to really sit down and talk about those feelings that I had and think about it. So a few of the things that have come up since I've stopped competing is the amount of hair loss I had all of pageantry from teasing my hair, from hairspraying it, gelling it down, you know, curling it. My hair has never, ever, ever, ever been healthier in my entire life. And I have uh, psoriasis. So I have very dry scalp. Let me tell you that very dry scalp. So I have been actually able to work on that. And that's something I came pageantry. I didn't have time to have flakes in my hair. I was constantly scraping my head as not really using good products. And now I have so much time to really just figure out what works for me and trying to really find, you know, what are the Casey aesthetic products? So that's something I've really, you know, started to realize now is how unhealthy I was allowing my appearance to be, even though I may have looked you know, 10 out of 10. I felt good. I looked good, but truly inside I was not good. I'm, you know, I'm dealing with this, you know, immune disease that I had no idea that I was even dealing with till after we had COVID and it kicked it up. So that's something I'm now being able to actually look at and give time to, because I'm not just hairspraying it over and, you know, (laughs) worrying about, does it look good right here? Is my hair teased enough? I'm not having to worry about that now. And so it's, it's super nice. Um, the second thing on my list, this one, this one hits a little harder that I didn't expect that I, d- or I didn't realize I was doing this was the way I look at foods. For the past year, I had such a terrible, terrible relationship with foods and binge eating. And I have been just under a lot of stress this entire past year. And that's just due to allowing I would say groups into my life that shouldn't have been in my life and allowing myself to just not really think about decisions before I made them and just jumping into whatever the next thing was, just jumping in, jumping in to distract myself from other, you know, losses or things I really needed to deal with of, you know, getting over pageant losses and things like that. So the past year has, I think, been one of the hardest worst and um, rewarding, which is weird to put all together in one sentence. But the way that I've treated my body, because I just truly didn't have time. I didn't have time. And I know that sounds like a bunch of excuses and I could have, you know, chose a better fast food restaurant or chose better things, but I was so just stressed all the time. I just ate everything in sight. So I had gained about 25 pounds and I was really, (laughs) really stressed out because I work from home. So it was just easy. I could walk into the kitchen, eat whatever crap I had in there. It just was wild. So now I'm still trying to work on this healthy life balance because that's something I didn't really have before. I didn't really have any sort of balance. I can have a healthy life. I can just have a life and there was no balance. So I'm learning how to become a well-balanced individual now that I didn't think I'd ever have to 
work on that. I thought that was something I had already had from the get-go. I thought it's something you're just born with. You know, maybe it's Maybelline. Who knows? But I now am realizing, you know, I look very closely at the backs of boxes of what I'm eating and really taking into consideration. But it's also as soon as I see a calorie count, I go in this deep, deep downward spiral that I'm trying to reteach myself. It's okay to eat this. It has protein and it has, you know, other great ingredients. And so I really thank Morgan Morgan Fitness for helping me look at things in a different light because she knows, I mean, y'all have heard my journey too of, you know, when I was 16 preparing for South Carolina Teen USA, I didn't choose the healthiest route when it came to fitting in a swimsuit in front of 2,000 people and having to do a swimsuit pageant this summer and having to lose 25 pounds to fit into it because I just knew that there was a lot of eyes on me that knew I couldn't do it and I wanted to make sure I could do it and oh I did it just letting you know so just so you know I did it um but yeah and (laughs) so now it's been such a difficult recovery of trying to figure out okay calories are not bad you need calories to live and you need carbs you can't just cut out all the white things in life um I literally just got done eating rice cakes. And those are pretty good for you. Let me just tell you, I got square rice cakes and so much better than the big circle round ones. Those are so hard. These ones, 10 out of 10. Got them at Whole Foods. So definitely check those out. But that's just been something I've always had to think about was how am I going to look in this dress? How am I going to fit in this? And that's, you know, every woman feels that way. Every man feels that way. They all go through this some, some way, somehow in their life of, you know, that self looking in the mirror looking in the mirror is I feel like one of the hardest things that you have to do every day and that is something that you know you want to be grateful and be happy to see people in the mirror so it's learning and doing that inner work is something that I've been so grateful that I can you know healthily do now because with pageants I and I'm not saying pageants did this to me this is not what this is this is a Things I didn't realize and how I looked at myself while competing, this is my wake-up call to you. You can compete in pageants and not treat yourself like this. You can compete in pageants and not allow your coaches or your mentors or whoever, your parents, your moms, like not, my mom didn't do this to me, love you, Jen, but, and not allow them to let you go down this unhealthy mental track because pageants can be mentally straining in all aspects of your life physical, mental, and spiritual, all aspects. And so putting it into perspective, when you look at the mirror, you want to like who you see. You don't want to look at the mirror and say, who is that? I, I've i never seen this person in my entire life. And I feel like in pageantry, I'd see pictures of myself and be like, I don't even know who that is anymore. I have been working so hard for the past few months, really just to get to get out of the unknown and into the comfortability of being myself. Like I am so much more comfortable talking to people, just smiling at random strangers, saying hello to everyone. I was always so on the spot. I'm Casey Gibson. I do this, I do this, I do this. Here's everything you need to know about me. Here's why I should win. Like it was never, it was really never me. And it was really never about what I wanted. It was about what was the next best thing. And so realizing what I want and who I am is just such a big factor that I'm trying to touch on in this recovery period. The next thing I have on my list is financially. I 
made it a goal for myself that I wanted to be completely debt-free by the time I started my last pageant. And that was the last weekend of, or the last week of July. And I officially paid off everything because I had, I won't lie, everybody has debt in life. I got no problems with saying I had debt in life. And it wasn't a lot, but still it was pageant gowns and pageant heels and makeup and hair and trying to support this luxury hobby that was only (laughs) draining my bank account and just really ruining me. And I didn't realize it because it was me not doing my research. It was me not looking at those around me and saying, do I want to be a part of this group? There's many groups in pageantry and there's great groups. There's amazing groups. And I found my great group. I've got two great people that I keep really, really, really close because those are my great people. But it's, it really, it really hurt my pocket to say at least. So now I'm happy to say that I've recovered financially after that pageant burden. And I've sold a lot of stuff. If you're still looking for pageant things, check out my Facebook, Casey Grace Gibson, still selling stuff. The next thing, my social media postings. So I remember, I not even remember, literally a week ago, I was going back through all of my postings and I'm just, just reading them. And I'm like, I can tell when I posted because it felt like it was a chore. I felt like it was a, I had to do this or I'm not going to get my money at the end of this. And sometimes you still may not get what you're supposed to be getting, but that's fine. And even if you do everything you're asked of for social media, sometimes it's still not enough. And so now it's, I'm going to post when I want to post. I'm going to post what I post when I want to post it. And I don't care to crop out drinks or crop out certain foods so people don't see what I'm eating and it's not healthy and then they're judging it. I don't care anymore. It's so nice to not have to care. And people in pantry may not care, may have never cared. And if, girl, I wish I was you then. I really do. Because you are what I wanted to be of just not having to care. But I was so worried that this is going to ruin my chances for the next one. Or this was going to be this. Like I was such a ball of anxiety and just, I was just fearful all the time. And I was always walking on eggshells, no matter who I was with or what group I was working with or for, it was stressful. So now I'm like, I do what I do when I do when I want it. Next thing. Um, the hyperfixation on the way that I looked, the way I did my hair, the way I did my makeup, I was constantly practicing my hair and makeup, as you should as a pageant queen. It's such a good feeling to be like, yes, I slayed that beat. Like, I look so good. My hair looks amazing. But the way that I now have to remind myself, you don't need fake eyelashes to go to Walgreens. Like, you don't need to put on fake eyelashes literally to go outside for a walk. I was constantly wearing makeup. I had someone tell me, like, every time you walk out your door, you need to have a full hair and makeup. You need to have an entire outfit on. You need to go take a photo shoot, do everything in it, and post it. In my brain, in what life is that normal? Like, where... I get there are people that are influencers that do it every day, but also there's times when they're in sweatpants and a hoodie and their hair's in a bun, just like I am right now recording this, no makeup on. And then, yeah, this afternoon... I'll be having a little bit of makeup on, have my hair down and or maybe slick back in a hoodie still recording a podcast with one of my good friends. Like there's things that I do when I do it because it's how I want to now. And so now I feel like I don't have that person 
or anyone lingering over me telling me, you have to do this. You have to do it this way. You have to do it that way. Because there was dependencies of like, if I didn't do what they said, I'm going to lose money. Or if I didn't do what they said, I'm going to get an email that says, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Like there were people that I chose to be around. And again, this was all a choice that I chose to be around that really just did not help my pageant journey whatsoever, nor did they help grow it. And this isn't at anyone in particular. I promise it's not. This is truly just, I just can look back on my journey, you know, from five until now. And I'm like, holy cow, like if I could have missed that era or if I could miss that era, but if I did, I wouldn't be where I am today knowing and being able to go back and realize of, oh, that was toxic. That was not a good relationship. I should have never trusted these people or those people or that group or that director. I should have never trusted them. And so now having those examples, you learn so much more from the hardships than you do from the easy wins. And I just kind of wanted to come on here and just talk a little bit about, you know, what this recovery process has looked like. I'm not here to turn people away from pageantry because there's good in pageantry. I can tell you a million great things I've gotten out of it. Friendships, scholarships, you know, success in my career, interview skills. I can walk into any room and command the audience without saying a single word. And that's something that really takes time and dedication and effort to be able to do in life. And that's something that not a lot of people can do. And so I'm here to tell you that there's so much you can get from pageantry, but I always relay it with be careful who or what groups you put yourself in because once you're in that group people do look people pay attention and so it's you need to make sure that you really are deciding and researching that's why I pressed researching so hard to you guys of just do your research research everyone they may be your neighbor your pageant friend research them. Literally, I know that sounds crazy, but I, if you ask anyone in the industry, I'm one of the best FBI agents. You need something? I've got it. I have just become so good at it now because I know what people can do behind the scenes that you've never seen before. And that's the sad part is because that's what turns girls away from pageantry. That's what gets girls not to ever want to come back. And like in my brain, I've seen it all, good, bad, ugly. And after this last experience, I said, no, I don't, I personally do not need the title. I don't need this sash name, this Miss whatever to tell me who Casey is because I am working on who Casey is. I want to know who Casey is. I want to make sure that I am so strong in who I am that I don't ever need anything else or anyone else to be that for me. And that's the thing you really have to think about. When you come into pageantry, you got to get thick skin. You got to get it quick if you don't have it. And I'm not just saying you throw on a long sleeve, sparkly gown, and it'll save the day. No, I'm saying truly, you got to know yourself through and through. I know they say you got to know your paperwork. No, know yourself. If you don't know you, who does? Who knows you then? No one. And so it's so interesting, the things that I now realize after not competing in pageantry. So I just wanted to come on and tell you a little bit. And hopefully this gives people out there 
that are thinking about these things or maybe having that imposter syndrome of you maybe just want a title and they want you to be someone you're not and you get lost in the idea of becoming this, you know, grand title or grand crown. And I'm not saying don't go out there and get a crown, quit pageantry. Absolutely not. This is all a me thing. I'm just telling you what part of the journey I've concluded at. And I'm happy. (laughs) I'm happy to not ever have to put on those terrible hurting heels again. (laughs) I'm literally selling all of my heels. So um, another self-plug, if you need some diverse style heels or any other type of pageant heels, hit me up on Facebook. So I just want to leave you guys with that. But always remember, you are the greatest asset that you can bring to any team, any group, any place into yourself. And remember that day in and day out. And I hope that one day that you look in the mirror and you love the way that you see yourself and you love the way that you treat others and you treat each other and others. This helps with anyone maybe that is looking at, you know, maybe competing in pageantry or maybe they're in a struggling point in pageantry deciding if they want to continue to compete. I tell you, do it. Go for it because there's so much you can get out of it. There's so much good to give, but you got to go find it. It's not going to come to your front door knocking because the stuff that comes to your front door knocking, anyone can have it. And we don't want to be just anyone. We want to know who we are. So go find what you want. And I hope that really helps you a little bit along with your pageant journey. But for now, you never know what happens in the future. So I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys. (laughs) 